It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This week in fantasy is back, which more importantly means that fantasy football is back. What a time to be alive! I am beyond excited, as I'm sure all of you are as well. Finally, we got some fantasy football back, and you know. Real football as well will be pretty nice as well. But uh, coming up today, I want to, in just a minute or less, I am going to go through every single team in the league, a minute per team, and give you kind of everything that's going on as quickly as I can there. Uh, Coming up on the show this season, as with last season, get excited. Mr. Sigmund Bloom will return every single week during the season. We'll go inside that awesome mind of his and, uh, of course, break down every single game each week. So, very lucky to have Sigmund back. Follow him on Twitter at Sigmund Bloom. I am, of course, your host, James Seltzer, for season three of this week in fantasy. Very exciting. Uh, quick note on general pre draft strategy stuff as we're in the heart of draft season, and then I will uh, dive in here. Um, first and foremost, uh, depending on where you get your rankings and all that, obviously everything is different. I am a big fan person. I get asked a lot what rankings I use, how I do that. I have my own personal rankings, obviously, but um, I like to use fantasypros.com. What they do is they aggregate all the expert rankings from all the different major websites and uh, put them all together and then give you an average of those rankings. So I feel like it mitigates personal expert biases the most uh, or best of all the other sites. So fantasybros.com would be my uh, uh, recommendation, but of course it's your team. It's ultimately about you. Just because this expert or every single expert says one guy's better than another doesn't mean they can't all be wrong. Trust your gut, trust your team. You're the guy who has to live with it all season. The guy or gal, excuse me, who has to live with your team all season. So um, it's on you to, to pick the players you want. Uh, and you believe in, so to trust your gut. And uh, one quick public service announcement. As a person who in the WIP Fantasy League drafted Julian Edelman in the fifth round of a PPR league and felt awesome at it at the time, um, 
well, I'm not feeling that awesome. As Julian Edelman now out for the season. This is my public servants announcement to all the people who uh, who like to draft as we did on August 21st or earlier or this early before the season or that early before the season. I'm going to give you one of these. What don't you fucking understand? That's right, Christian Bale. What don't you fucking understand? Answer me! Injuries happen. We've seen serious injuries. Three major ones this week with Julian Edelman, Spencer Ware, and of course Cam Meredith. All guys who went in the top six to eight rounds of fantasy drafts. Meredith maybe a little later than that, but... All guys who are serious contributors to teams and you lose those picks before the season starts, please, I beg of you, wait as long as you can before the season starts to actually draft. It'll make such a difference in your happiness. You won't lose your fifth round pick before the season even starts. Granted, I did take Kareem Hunt in the ninth round in that draft and it's looking quite Prussian. <laughs> so I guess I, I did get some uh, benefit of the injuries this weekend, but uh, no one likes to draft an injured player. It sucks. So with that in mind, let's... Uh, Let's dive in here, and of course, with injured players, and, and this always gets confusing, or we see this issue every year in fantasy, but first and foremost, I worry about the players. You should, too. If they're hurt, that sucks for them, first and foremost, for us, secondary or tertiary after their team, but uh, either way, we see that every year where some some idiot on Twitter complains about someone getting hurt in their fantasy team, and that poor human being is like, wait a minute, I'm a person, so let's try and remember that, too. Uh, all right. It's time. Let's roll through this. We are going to dive through every single team in one minute or less. I think, I hope, I'm not actually going to time myself, but I think I could do it. So let's dive in in alphabetical order. Each team, the biggest fantasy goings on with each team. A few sleepers in there, bus, all that good stuff. So let's start off with the Arizona Cardinals. The biggest news right now with the Cardinals, John Brown. Two touchdowns in preseason game, number three on two catches, uh, 49 yards. So that's what John Brown can offer. He's a big play type guy. He's had the sickle cell thing and trying to recover from these injuries. has had some issues. Looks like he is back as of now. You'll never be able to feel great about John Brown with the consistent injuries and whatnot. But for where he's going now, based on the hit he took after the injury and kind of the inability to get back, he is going way too late in fantasy drafts right now. I'm not a huge John Brown fan, but if you're getting him in the 11th, 12th, 13th round, I think he could be a steal there if he can get back on the field. David Johnson, number one, is the correct pick over Le'Veon Bell. I think I like Le'Veon better as a player. David Johnson, the safer pick at number one. First round, all about mitigating risk. Uh, last guy to talk about, I mean, Larry Fitz is, is the definition of consistency, especially in PPR leagues. I like him where he's going. Uh, Carson Palmer, not a huge fan, but, you know, is the 16-17 quarterback off the, uh, off the board. Not too shabby. Jaron Brown, a potential sleeper, the guy who could, if John Brown can't get back on the field and stay on the field, a guy who could benefit. All right, moving on. Atlanta Falcons. Matthew Ryan being overdrafted in fantasy drafts. He is the fourth best quarterback off the board. He should not be going anywhere near those top three in Rodgers, Brady, and Breeze. So uh, Ryan a little overdrafted. Julio Perfect to go in that top five range. You know, I think the fourth off the board now, consistently now that OBJ is hurt, I like that in all forms of league, standard PPR, half PPR, all that. Uh, the Freeman-Coleman split, I'm much more on the Devontae Freeman side, as is everybody. I think he's a good first-round pick. Tevin Coleman, uh, you know, the best backup pick you can have. Obviously, the upside is top five running back in the league if Freeman gets hurt, but uh, the way he's used now, I don't know when you're ever going to feel great about starting him each week, but uh, I think Coleman going a little high for being a backup running back. I don't like him going before starters like Terrence West, uh, but 
Still a ton of upside there. I think you're one sleeper on this team. Austin Hooper going way too low at tight ends. The upside in that offense obviously is huge. Baltimore Ravens won't need a minute here. This is not a great team for fantasy. Flacco's injury complicates things. It looks like he should be ready to start the season, but he is not 100%. I think Macklin there... Nice fit, makes a lot of sense. But you have to remember, Joe Flacco has only had 2,000-yard receivers ever in his time. Excuse me, two uh, receivers over 1,100 yards ever in his career at uh, in Baltimore. Both times it was Torrey Smith. Torrey Smith also seven touchdowns, the most a receiver has ever gotten from Flacco in a season. So I'm not going to go crazy about Macklin. I like Mike Wallace, where he's going as a value. But again, that's a bench guy. The Woodhead-West combo is interesting. Love Woodhead and PPR. Terrence West being very underdrafted, actually. I think uh, I think Terrence West, who is not the most sexy or great player in the world, uh, where he's going is a big-time value at the running back position. Don't sleep on Terrence West. If he is the only starting running back on the board with you know guys like Coleman or even deeper backups going, uh, you should absolutely take Terrence West instead. Moving on to the Buffalo Bills. Not much to talk about here. Shady is obviously the only legit, legit fantasy player on this roster. Uh, I am worried about Shady because I think this offense could be real bad. Uh, Tyrod comes out of Game 3 with a concussion. Who knows? Likely will be okay, but without Tyrod, if Nathan J. Peterman is in there, it's going to be that much worse. Uh, Not very excited about the Bills this season. A little nervous about Shady. I think he'll still get his, but I'd take him in the back half of that first round instead of the first half like we're seeing him go in a fair amount of drafts. Your sleeper there, I think Jonathan Williams, just in case, is the backup to Shady has looked good. If anything happens there, really the only other potentially fantasy, big-time fantasy-relevant guy there, J-Matt in PPR leagues, is fine. All right, moving on, the Panthers, a lot, not a lot, a ton of excitement here. I think Cam, uh, interesting two-for-two two with a touchdown in his uh, preseason game three. Potentially healthy, obviously, the shoulder thing, we'll see. I think he's being underdrafted. He's going as like the 10th or 11th quarterback off the board. I'd take him over a guy like Jameis, despite the upside there. Uh, I think Cam being underdrafted, but still a little scary there. I think the uh, McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, probably being a touch overdrafted, but in PPR leagues, the value will be there. That kid is good. They like him. He's going to catch the ball. Kelvin Benjamin, a bit of a sleeper here, as he has kind of fallen out of the tier of receivers where he should be and kind of dropping down a tier. If Kelvin Benjamin falls on draft day, he is finally not that fat anymore. Uh, Benjamin could be a nice upside play. Moving on to the Bears. Yikes. Uh, don't need a minute here. Uh, Cam Meredith injury, ugly. When you see on Twitter people, t- uh, t- uh, excuse me, Mike Garofalo tweeted out, uh, they're not showing the injury for respect to the player. You know it's bad then. I haven't seen the injury. I heard about it. I know that uh, he's done for the year or so. A bad one. Uh, Kevin White, I think that guy stinks. I'm sure he's going to rise up draft boards now. I don't want anything to do with him. I'm staying away. Uh, I think if anyone's going to benefit there, it's Kendall Wright as more of a you know, short yardage, uh, you know, not short yardage, but slot kind of receiver, kind of more uh, a possession guy. I think he'll get more targets. Kevin White, I think, just stinks, but we will see. Still a lot of upside talent there. Jordan Howard going in the second round I think is fine there. It'll be interesting to see if Mitch Trubisky can crack the starting lamp at some point as of uh, the preseason. Certainly looking more likely than I would have expected. Let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Joe Mixon, okay, and you guys know, if you listen to BGN Radio's main shows and all that, you know I was not a Joe Mixon fan, both in terms of Joe Mixon the guy or Joe Mixon the player. Uh, I think that that is carried over. I think Joe Mixon obviously is a, a talented running back, 
but he is being way overdrafted this this draft uh, run here. He's going at the same time as guys like Dalvin Cook, who who looks to have a much bigger role. A guy like Leonard Fournette in the same range, who's going to start. McCaffrey, I like more, and and I like Kareem Hunt more, who we'll get to in a bit. Uh, but Mixon, you know, as of now, Jeremy Hill's still going to get burned. That's the issue here. Gio Bernard is absolutely getting passing work. So while Mixon, probably the most talented of the three already, I think it's going to take a little time for him to crack through and really get that that playing time. Marvin Lewis, more of an old-school coach there. Speaking of old-school coaches, Hugh Jackson not doing it old-school out in Cleveland. Uh, And he has decided to roll with the rookie, Deshaun Kaiser. Second-round pick will be their starter week one. That should uh, at least add a little bit of excitement to the Browns. So I thought Cody Kessler was kind of all right when he played last season. I think from a fantasy perspective for the receivers, I don't know how great it is that Kaiser's in there. I think you could be excited about the fact that at least there's a touch of upside with Kaiser, which there was not really with the other guys, but... I wouldn't be super excited. I like Kenny Britt as a safe, you know, play for PPR leagues. Not super excited. Corey Coleman, I just don't think that offense is going to be good enough to support two receivers, though the talent is there. Running back situation, I like both those guys where they're going. Isaiah Crowell maybe going a little high. I don't think you're getting Crowell at a bit of the any sort of sleeper value would hope for, and, and it makes sense. He had a great season last year, but at the same time, uh, I think going a little high in the third, you know, end of the third, middle of the third type Brown. I still really like Crow, but if it's me on my draft, I'm hoping he's fallen and I'll take him if, if he's the best player on the board at the time. And uh, Duke Johnson going way later, like seventh, eighth, ninth round, depending on the format, even later. Uh, love Duke and PPR. I think that's a guy they're going to get more involved both in the slot and uh, in running situations. So Duke Johnson, a nice little sleeper on that team as well. Moving on to the Dallas Cowgirls. Uh, Zeke, huh, suspended six games. We'll see if it holds. Uh, uh, should get some more information this week on that. I think it's going to hold. I know everyone thinks it's going to go down. Maybe it goes down a couple games, but uh, I-, I would be surprised. I think the NFL making a statement here. We will see how that plays out as it is. Darren McFadden, the obvious uh, uh, starter in his you know, in his stead, as it were, uh, McFadden is going too late. I don't like Darren McFadden, but that you know they should be able to run the ball still, uh, at least somewhat, con- uh, you know, somewhat consistently. McFadden should get the lion's share of the work. Don't sleep on Alfred Morris though, uh, at least for this six, seven week run till till Zeke gets back. In the sense that. McFadden has never been able to really stay on the field well, except for one season. Uh, if he gets hurt, Alfred Morris has looked good in the preseason. Morris, of course, has been a starter in the league. He will get some burn. So um, I don't hate Alfred Morris there as the backup to the backup to the backup. Uh, either way, Zeke, for me, also going too high in drafts, going like end of second, early third round. I get it. I get it on the upside of the if he gets the suspension reduced. But if he doesn't, Dallas has a bye week in week seven. So that means you're out without your second or third round pick for the first seven weeks of the season. That's a lot. I don't think I would take that risk. If it gets reduced to four games, absolutely I could see that. Uh, but six games for me, too long there. I think Dez and Dak should be pretty solid. Dak going to have to show us what he can do without the uh, support of Zeke Elliott there for a little while. I think they'll be all right, but they're definitely going to struggle. I think they'll throw more, so maybe some upside for the Dallas passing attack. Cole Beasley, my sleeper to get a little extra value there is, you know, those short passes, the slot type stuff can kind of make up for a lack of the running game. Moving on, Denver Broncos. C.J. Anderson, uh, I, 
interesting there. He will start. He has not looked great this preseason. I think they're going to give him a chance here. The big issue here in Denver, Trevor Simeon, that guy's just not a very good quarterback, and he is going to be the starter. Uh, you know, Last year with him, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, very similar in value. Both had solid seasons, I think. You expect the same thing again, both to be very similarly rated. Uh, Sanders going well below Thomas. I think he's a much better value. I don't love Thomas where he's going in drafts with those top kind of second-tier receivers there. I like the guys who are going around him a lot more, whether it's Alshon Jeffrey, we know that guy, whether it's you know uh, uh, the group of guys around there, whether, again, Alshon, Keenan Allen, those types of guys in there. I like most of those guys more than DT. I think your sleeper here for Denver, D'Angelo Henderson, potentially uh, upside play at running back if he can seed the carries from Anderson. But the key really there is going to be that O-line and whether they can move the ball on the ground without much of a threat of a pass. Detroit Lions, interesting situation at the running back there. Uh, Amir Abdullah has looked great this preseason. He will be the go-to guy with Theo Riddick getting all the passing work. I love Love, 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 love Riddick in PPR leagues. I think he's still incredibly undervalued there, even though he's been consistent in those types of leagues year after year. Love him. I think he gets a ton of work there, a ton, ton, a ton of PPR work, uh, passing work for Riddick. I do uh, think Abdullah is the guy if you want to take a starting, quote-unquote, running back for the uh, Lions, but I'm nervous about Abdullah. He's never stayed healthy before. I don't know why it would start now. We shall see. Uh, upside certainly there based on talent and uh, and potential uh, situation. Stafford is going way too late. I like him in that Andy Dalton range of quarterbacks. Him and Dalton probably my two favorite of those, you know, quarterbacks ranked 12 through 16 who are going well after the uh, the first top 10, top 12 guys. So I think if you wait on quarterback, uh, uh, Stafford a really nice late play and. Golden Tate should be very co- very consistent this season in PPR, solid in standard as well. Kenny Galladay, the uh, sleeper that you've heard a lot about him. Uh, good preseason. I'm not getting carried away because, as we know, other than the Odell Beckham year, the class with him and Evans and all those guys, rookie receivers generally struggle. So not going to overdraft Galladay. He's kind of shot up draft boards with the preseason, but certainly some potential there. Moving on to the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, uh, my number one quarterback is actually Tom Brady. I know a lot of people have Rodgers over Brady. I think the Pats are going to throw like crazy this year. I like Brady number one, Rodgers number two, but they are clearly one, two ahead of everybody else for me. If you want to take Rodgers over Brady, I wouldn't kill you for it. Uh, Ty Montgomery comes back and looks good in the third preseason game. Not a lot of work, but did have a couple of nice runs there. I think he has uh, cemented himself as the starter at running back. Not that that was really a question, but Jamal Williams had looked decent prior, had a rough third game there. Williams, I think, now the clear handcuff there, though. If something does happen to Ty Montgomery, who has obviously had many injury issues throughout his career, I think there is a real chance for Jamal Williams to take that role and run with it. A nice kind of sleeper late round running back option there. And, of course, uh, the wide receivers. Uh, a solid play. Jordy, as consistent as it gets, first round. I'm fine with that. Devontae Adams going a little high for my liking off one good season, but the opportunity with Rodgers uh, certainly makes him worth the risk there. Moving on to those Houston Texans, the unexciting, unsexy Houston Texans. Tom Savage as fuck at quarterback, one of my favorite Nicknames we're hearing these days. We'll see how Savage does. I think it's good for DeAndre. I think it helps DeAndre. Him and DeAndre seem to have a good thing going whenever uh, he 
played last year. Obviously, Brock Osweiler, much less good. Uh, so I think that could be interesting there. We'll see if uh, uh, Deshaun Watson can get a start down the road here. Lamar Miller has been one of the uh, people who I was going to come in and tell you not to be excited about, but then the entire fantasy community did that for me. No one excited about Lamar Miller, which you know almost makes him a value. If he falls to the fourth, fifth round of your drafts, like I've seen in some situations, Worth the, worth the shot there just based on the upside talent-wise and, of course, the ton of work he should get. I think Deontay Foreman, the interesting uh, sleeper-type uh, handcuff there as he has looked good this preseason as well. C.J. Fedorowicz, if you wait on tight end, a nice late-round value these draft season as well. Moving on, Indianapolis Colts, Andrew Luck injury. Really complicating everything. Uh, tough spot there. We don't know. It doesn't look like he'll be ready for week one. I don't think he'll be out that long. This is a guy who has consistently, historically played through stuff and been tough about it. Uh, certainly impacts everyone's value. T.Y. Hilton, with luck, is a top 10 receiver, number one in yards last year without him. Significantly worse. Hilton's still going uh, in the second round of drafts. I got him in the third round of the WIP league, uh, league. Very happy with that. If he falls, pounce. I don't think luck will be out that long, and I think once he comes back, Hilton will be fine. Uh, but certainly shouldn't take him quite as high as he was going originally in drafts in that high, uh, you know, early second round range. Uh, running back Frank Gore, uh, every year I say is going to be the end of Frank Gore. I'm done. I'm done saying that. I'll never believe it till it happens. Uh, Marlon Mack, I guess, probably the most intriguing backup there over uh, Robert Terman, at least upside-wise. Uh, sleeper on the team, I like Jack Doyle as a little uh, upside tight end action. Dwayne Allen, gone. Doyle was, looked already to be Luck's favorite target of tight ends last year. Now should get all the work. Jacksonville Jaguars, gross! Blake Bortles, even more gross, will start the season. That hurts everybody. Aaron, uh, Allen Robinson, you know, gone from top five a couple years ago to going in the fifth, sixth, seventh. I've seen him drop to the eighth round. If he falls that far, he is a, a huge value, but even still can't get super excited about Robinson's value with Blake Bortles on the center and, of course, with uh, Chad Henney there to back it up. Uh, on the flip side, Leonard Fournette. A little worried about Fournette as well. The foot injury scares me a bit, hopefully they're being uh, just a little precautionary with him. If he does, is okay, and if he is the guy, he should get a lot of work, but I still think they're not going to go crazy and give him 300-plus carries this year. That O-line is bad. I think there are a lot of reasons to be worried about Fournette, especially how high he's going, you know, really second round consistently. Uh, if he falls late third, early fourth, I'm in, but that's a little high for me to go Fournette there. Marquise Lee of Healthy, a nice sleeper PPR play at wide receiver. The Kansas City Chiefs all about Kareem! I'm excited that I have Kareem Hunt on that WIP team. Slightly makes up for the loss of Edelman. Spencer where uh, originally it looked like he might be able to come back in this season two to eight weeks, they were saying, with the PCL injury. Turns out it is a torn PCL Kareem Hunt. Now your go-to leader uh, in the clubhouse here is the starting running back for the Chiefs. Has looked great this preseason. A lot of talent there. Five yards per carry in the preseason. Love Kareem Hunt. Love getting him where I got him in the WIP draft. From what I'm hearing, and obviously the wear injury is, uh, is recent, but what I'm seeing and hearing is that uh, Hunt is shooting up draft boards. I know he went in the third round of a draft I saw last night. Uh, I think, look, that's where he should go. He should go kind of with these other rookie running backs, Fournette. Uh, Mixon, McCaffrey, uh, and uh, Dalvin Cook. I like him probably right in there with Fournette and Cook and McCaffrey more than Mixon based on opportunity and what we've seen. I know he isn't as high pedigree as those other guys, 
But I think in the situation he's in with how the Chiefs' offense works and what they like to do, Kareem Hunt in a perfect position to succeed. I really like Hunt. I wouldn't. Uh, I, I would move him up to the range he's going in and be very happy to take him. Potential sleeper here. I don't know if Alex Home, uh, Smith makes a dull season as quarterback, especially if they struggle. Pat Mahomes has looked good, and it looks like he is definitely their guy moving forward. So if things don't go well to begin the season, don't be that surprised if you see Patrick Mahomes this year. All right, the Los Angeles Chargers, weird to say that, and it still will be weird all season long. A lot of interesting stuff here with the Chargers. Uh, Melvin Gordon going in the first round of drafts. Fine. I don't love Melvin Gordon. The yards per carry last year under four doesn't really excite me. I never thought he was that great a running back, but clearly he showed last year if the opportunity is there, he's the only guy there, the main guy there. He will get work and he will succeed. He'll get touchdowns. So I'm fine with where he's going. I'm not usually going to take him. I like a Devontae Freeman type guy more, even if it's a little less of a guaranteed amount of touches, but... Um, still, I slightly prefer him, but Melvin Gordon is still a fine pick at the end of the first round, early second, uh, if you can get him there. Uh, Keenan Allen, one of my favorite plays this year. He's going in the third, fourth round, PPR leagues, uh, third, standard, fourth, fifth even. Uh, and I just think he's a great player. And you look at the injuries he's had, a torn ACL, uh, a lacerated kidney, and a broken collarbone. You know, those are the three times he's been knocked out for the season, hasn't played a full season yet. And yeah, the, like it's upsetting he's quote-unquote injury prone but they are all weird off the kind of cuff injury so I'm not expecting it to happen again if it happens again this poor guy is the worst luck on the planet either way uh, assuming he can say healthy is upsides through the roof he could upside through the roof I don't know what through the woof is but through the roof he could lead the league in catches that's his upside if all things go well I like Tyrell Williams on the opposite side of him as a sleeper there as well moving on to the Rams not very excited about the Rams though I do like what I'm hearing about Todd Gurley I think where Gurley's going in that third round late second round starting to present a value the upside is there the talent we all have seen it we all know it uh, if uh, Sean McVay can institute something creative there I think Gurley could be a real nice sleeper there just based on the amount of work he's going to get. Otherwise, not too excited. I don't believe in golf, and thus I'm not very excited about uh, Mr. Sammy Watkins out there, not to mention the fact that Sammy Watkins can never stay healthy. So other than Gurley, not very excited. I know Cooper Cup, a name a lot of people are excited about as a sleeper type guy. I think he's fine as a PPR sleeper. I just don't expect a ton of work this season from really anyone in that passing game that's going to be super value. The Miami Dolphins, we saw them here in Philly last week. Jay Ajayi, I had been down on Ajayi. I watched him play, and it reminded me how good he is. I just worry about the injuries, the concussion in the preseason, all that. But look, where he's going is fine. I'm probably not going to get him there at the end of the first uh, beginning early part of the second. I just like other guys better there. But if you want to take Jay I won't kill you for it. The upside, obviously, is so high. He's such a powerful running back, uh, and I think that Miami O-line has a chance to be better than expected. Jay Cutler looking all right down there. I don't think it makes too big a difference in terms of values. Uh, you're usually not drafting the Miami quarterback either way, but certainly helps Devontae Parker. He's clearly the, the big winner here. We saw it with the 72-yard touchdown over Ronald Darby. That guy is talented and big and fast and strong. I think this is the year Devontae Parker busts out, and I think Jay Cutler is the quarterback to help him do it, which is crazy to say. Landry, uh, Jarvis Landry, I think his value takes a bit of a hit with a, a slinger like Cutler in there, but nothing too crazy. I think they will still look for him. Moving on to the Minnesota Vikings, Dalvin Cook, I mentioned before, I like where he's going. I think there's a lot of upside there. I think 
Not before long, Latavius Murray will literally get no work for the most part, as I think that Dalvin Cook will run away with this job. Uh, pun unintended, but pretty damn good one. Uh, Stephon Diggs I like a lot here, especially in PPR leagues. 84 catches last year in 13 games. Upside obviously very clear. Kyle Rudolph, a nice tight end play there. Don't draft Sammy B. How about that for advice on the Vikings? Patriots moving on. Julian Edelman injury, obviously that is a, a bummer. Uh, first and foremost to him and the Patriots, then next over everyone else to me because I drafted him in round five again of the WIP draft. Who cares? But shit happens. What are you going to do? Let's move forward. Go Kareem Hunt. Uh, we will see uh, Thursday night. Tom Brady, as I said, my number one quarterback. I think I think the Patriots are slinging it. I think they're going for 19-0. and I think they are going to just try and run up scores on teams. I think Tom Brady has another epic monster season, best TD to interception ratio of his career last year in the 12 games he played, uh, has Brandon Cooks there as a real outside threat, the first one since Moss. Man, this Patriots line is going to be intense. Rob Gronkowski, the healthiest he said he's ever been uh, on the Tom Brady diet, that insane diet that Brady's on. So we'll see how that plays out. I think uh, the running, the most interesting things is, one, who's going to uh, benefit the most from the Julian Edelman injury? I think Chris Hogan will certainly get a bump. Uh, uh, was already kind of going at the end of drafts. If drafted at all, I think he's certainly worth drafting in those late rounds now as an upside guy, but also more of an outside guy. I think the one guy who, at least in terms of goes from littlest value to most value in terms of uh, benefiting would be Danny Amendola, who should get more of those uh, uh, slot reps. We've seen Amendola kill teams before in that Edelman role. So Amendola, probably the guy to pick up in a PPR league. Hogan in a standard league, either or has a, a little bit of upside all of a sudden. And of course, the running back's an issue. I, you know, I don't know. Pick your poison. I think James White, the only safe one, especially in PPR, he'll have a role. But otherwise, I think one week it's going to be Gilsey, one week it's going to be Burkett, one week it's going to be White, one week it's going to be... I don't know if Deion Lewis even makes the team, but if he does, Deion Lewis. So it's going to be tough. I think Gillisley, the one with the, the most upside, the most chance to, you know, pick up as many of those 18 LeGarrette Plunt touchdowns from last season as possible. But either way, I'm staying away from the Pats running back situation. All right, New Orleans Saints, another fantasy-friendly offense. Drew Brees, uh, unbelievable. You see the numbers. Wait, seven of the 11 5,000-yard seasons of all time or something like that. It's insane. Uh, Brees, yet again, number three quarterback for me. Feel great about taking him in the fifth, sixth round there. Uh, if he goes earlier, let him go. Michael Thomas, uh, a top uh, five receiver now or a top six receiver, whatever, right up there. Uh, top, uh, top first round, early second round pick. I'm fine with him there. I think he... Uh, increases his target share this year as well. I like Willie Sneed on the other side of him or in the slot as well. Uh, running back situation is interesting there, of course. Adrian Peterson, uh, Mark Ingram, I, you know, Ingram's fine where he's going. He is dropping way too far. I think there's a value there. He will get quote-unquote work. Uh, I don't know how to feel about Adrian Peterson. The, the upside is obviously he could be a beast. More likely, I'm not expecting him to do great. I think he might be cooked. Either way, the running back I like most on the roster is a late-round sleeper that Alvin Kamara has looked great in the preseason. And ultimately, whether through injuries or just or just better play, could get some real time this season. Moving on, the Giants. OBJ injury is the big uh, story, obviously. Hurt the ankle, questionable for week one. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. If I had to guess, I'd guess he'd play, but we don't know. Just keep your eye on it. Obviously, if you take him in the top five, top six of your draft, it's a bummer. Uh, but, you know, that's such as fantasy. At least you didn't lose him all season like Edelman. Uh, I'm not super high on Brandon Marshall there. I think he's kind of cooked too, but certainly a good spot for him. And then uh, I hate Paul Perkins. I hate the whole running game. Wayne Gallman, I think, ends up being the, the running back with the most yards, but I'm out on the Giants running game. Sterling, that was a bad 
beep. Let's do better. There we go. Bell ring. Beep. What am I saying? All right. I'm trying to get through this too quick, and that's what happens. Sterling Shepard, I like, is a bit of a sleeper there. The Jets, let's just move on. Just kidding. I like Bilal Powell a lot where he's going, and uh, Robbie Anderson, a nice sleeper there. Maybe Austin Severian Jenkins is like uh, the latest pick of a 20-team league. Some potential we will see. Moving on to the Raiders as my bell is dying here. There we go. There we go. Come on, man. Boom. All right, moving on. Raiders. Marshawn, not a fan. If he falls to the fifth round or whatever, fine. I just, he took a year off from football. I know he's beast mode. I am just nervous about him. I'd rather draft DeAndre Washington in the last round and hope for the best as his backup. Uh, not uh, not much to say here otherwise. I think the wide receivers properly valued Cooper in the third. Crabtree in that fifth, sixth range. I like both guys. Crabtree, a really nice value where he's going in terms of a consistent guy you can count on. Derek Carr does seem to be underdrafted, though. A lot of good quarterbacks in that range. Eagles, I don't need to really talk Eagles. You all know it, but I'm excited about Alshon. I'm excited about Wentz. Love those guys. Uh, Alshon has been the most underdrafted player, or one of them this whole draft process, going like the fourth round. He should be higher. He should be in that range of the wide receivers, a tier above him. Don't sleep on Alshon this year. I think speaking of sleeping, you're one sleeper here really potentially. Wendell Smallwood look good, as we all know. We'll see where that goes. I am not too worried about LeGarrette Blunt for what it's worth. Moving on to those Pittsburgh Steelers. Not much to say here. We all know Lev Bell, Antonio Brown, two of the top three picks. Both awesome. Little worried about a slow start from Lev Bell. As, uh, we usually see that with holdouts when they get there late. Takes them a little while to get going. Uh, but he's so talented and so much better than most people. I wouldn't be too scared about that. He'll be fine. Brown will be fine. Big Ben, the home road splits are real, folks. Three years, it's crazy. I'm usually not a huge believer in that type of stuff, but the numbers are insane. So if you draft Ben, who's going late anyway, I would pair him with another quarterback so you can mix and match. Uh, and then uh, Martavis Bryant, don't sleep on him either. Uh, 14 touchdowns in 21 career games, plus he's 6'7 and super fast. Uh, all about Martavis Bryant. Love him where he is going as well. Moving on to the Seahawks. Running back situation, I would rank them Rawls, CJ Procise, Eddie Lacy, Chris Carson, of course, the seventh rounder, making a, making a push, looking good in the preseason. I don't know if they keep four or not, but he is certainly a in deep drafts and aimed to, to keep an eye on in late rounds as he could. You know, none of these guys are set. We've seen injuries from all three of them. Eddie Lacy is probably 50 pounds overweight. Just kidding. I know he has a weight clause, but he's always overweight. You don't get a nickname like Fat Eddie Lacy for no reason. I'm not bullish on Lacy. Uh, so there, I think, uh, personally, I like Rawls the most, but he has obviously gotten hurt too. I think Chris Carson, an interesting name there to consider. CJ Procise hopefully looks to have the most defined role in terms of the passing work. And whatnot. Either way, I'm more of a stay away, but I think Rawls is going late enough where he is of value. Like Russell, like Baldwin there. Moving on the Bucks. Deshaun! Uh, Deshaun, a weird kind of in a fantasy no man's land this year in terms of where he's going. He seems like whenever he's on the board, he's clearly the best receiver on the board, but also a very unexciting pick. You know, it's obviously that boomer bust, much better in a standard than a PPR. Mike Evans in the first round, uh, going in the first round and well deserved. I love Evans this year. The target share is huge. I don't think Deshaun takes away from that. Uh, Jameis being overdrafted. I love the upside. If that offense clicks, he could have. A ton of touchdowns. The interceptions worry me still. The the inability to kind of curb that. Uh, sleepers. A couple interesting sleepers. Doug Martin is suspended for the first three games, but has looked great in camp. I'm not a big Doug Martin guy, but he has clearly shown twice that he can be a top running back in fantasy if he's healthy after three games come back. He's going real late. Uh, really nice guy to grab, and, and I'm not a huge fan of Jacquez Rodgers those first three weeks filling in, but if you get that duo with a 10th and 
14th round pick or a 10th and 13th round pick, that's pretty good. So I think Martin going a little underdrafted. Cameron Brait as well. Uh, O.J. Howard not going to contribute immediately off the bat. Tight ends rarely do. Cameron Brait way underrated. The Titans, interesting team this year. Love DeMarco Murray. I don't think I'd ever say that again, but I do this season. I think he's in great shape. If he stays healthy, another big season on the horizon. I think Derrick Henry only has value if Murray gets hurt, but if Murray does get hurt, I think he's got a lot of value. (laughs) Take it for what it's worth. Not in on Corey Davis, the injuries, rookie receiver thing scares me. Eric Decker, eh, fine. I do like Mariota with the upside with all these new weapons, great offensive line, how smart he is as a quarterback upside there and our final one the Washington Redskins full of fantasy goodness I do like this Washington team Cousins I'm a fan Pryor I think should be good there Uh, Reed if he stays healthy the upside is clear I love Jameson Crowder where he's going Uh, I even like fat Rob Kelly there and Samaj P. Ryan as a backup handcuff option I like all the fantasy goodness going on there That is going to do it for this week in Fantasy Episode 1. Coming back, uh, we will have more preseason shows leading into next weekend, the biggest draft weekend of the year. We'll have more content before then, another show. And uh, and then, of course, coming up week one and through the rest of the season, the great, the unmatched, the only Mr. Sigmund Bloom will join me all season long every week. Cannot wait for that. Nice. So feel free to hit me up on Twitter at James Seltzer anytime, anywhere with any fantasy questions you have. I will do my best to help you out as I know a lot of drafts coming up. Until then, if I don't talk to you on the Twitter.com, I'll talk to you here coming up soon. More this week in fantasy coming up. And again, Sigmund Bloom all season long. So again, I'm your host, James Seltzer. Thank you for listening to episode one of This Week in Fantasy. Player, give me some brew and I might just chill But I'm the type that likes to light another joint like Cypress Hill I still do these spin loogies when I puff on it I got some bucks on it, but it ain't enough on it Go get the S, the T-I-D-E-S Nevertheless, I'm hella fresh, rolling joints like a cigarette So pass it across the table like ping pong I'm gone, beating my chest like King Kong And some wrap my lips around the phone And when it comes to getting another stogie Fools all kick in like Shinobi Know me ain't my homie too it's too many hands to be Probably let my friend hit bit Unless you pull out the fat crispy Five dollar bill on the real before it's history Cause fools be having them vacuum lungs And if you let them in for free you hella dumb